what are the strategies, the methods, the workbooks, the recipes, the sales sequence, the anything that you have written down that you use as proprietary information in your business? What makes your business your business? Not just a business, but what makes it yours? You're listening to the Transcend Podcast. I'm your host, Asha Wilkerson, an attorney by training and an educator at heart. This podcast is all about empowering you to build a business and leave a legacy. Here's the thing. The wealth gap in America is consistently increasing. And while full-time entrepreneurship is not for everyone, even a side hustle can change your financial landscape if you're intentional about using your business to build wealth. I've run my own law firm for over 10 years, and in that time, I've helped countless California businesses go from idea to six figures. On this podcast, we talk about what it truly takes to build a sustainable business and find financial freedom. Let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of Transcend. Today, we're talking about what's so important about IP, your intellectual property. So I'm going to break it down for you today. We're going to talk about what intellectual property actually is, why it's important to protect your intellectual property, and then we'll be talking about what you can do next in your business to protect your IP. So let me just get right on into it. The three most common types of intellectual property are copyrights, trademarks, and patents. But also I'm going to talk to you a little bit about trade secrets today as well. So let's just start from the beginning. Copyrights, I'm going to read the definition to you. A copyright protects a tangible form of expression like a book, work of art, or music rather than an idea or subject matter itself. So one question I get all the time is, hey, Asha, I've got this really good idea for a business. Should I copyright it? I'm like, no, you can't actually copyright an idea. But let's say you create a recipe, you have a cookie business, you have a salsa business, you have maybe you have a personal training business and you have created a particular type of workout format that is not available publicly. You've created it. It's your own thing. That is something that can be copywritten. The content on your website, the book you create, the workbook, the ebook, a song, any of that kind of stuff, that can be protected by a copyright. The next one is a trademark. I think of this literally the mark of the trade, anything that has to do with your branding. So the definition of a trademark as defined by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office is any word, name, symbol, or device or combination of those used or intended to be used in commerce to identify and distinguish the goods of one manufacturer or seller from the goods of another manufacturer or seller. So again, what does that mean? It means any mark, any branding, anything that distinguishes your goods and your products from those of somebody else's. So one of my IP attorney friends, he was breaking all this stuff down for me. And he was like, have you ever passed by the Abercrombie and Fitch store? And I was like, yeah. He's like, you know, that cologne that just emanates, that wafts out of the store? I said, yeah. He's like, that's part of their branding. That could be protected by a trademark. I'd never thought of a scent, but a scent can certainly be protected by a trademark. But so can your logo. So can the color scheme of your logo that you use. So anything that distinguishes your brand from the brand of another business or company. The third one, patents. A patent is defined by the USPTO, the Patent and Trademark Office, as the grant of a property right to the inventor 
providing the owner the right to exclude others from making, using, offering for sale, selling, or importing the invention. So if you have created a new lipstick container, maybe you've created a new weightlifting mechanism, maybe you have created, I don't know, a new lunch pail that has new technology that will keep your food cold for three days as opposed to just the four hours that most of them do. Whatever that technology is that you have created or that method of creating that product, that can be protected by a patent. There are a couple different types of patents, but since I am not the IP expert, I will not go into those details, but I want you to understand, generally speaking, that a patent protects the way something is made. And the last one that I'll talk about today are trade secrets. So trade secrets are the proprietary or business-related information that a company or individual uses to which they possess exclusive rights. So you're using this information and you exclusively own it. To be deemed a trade secret, the information must meet several requirements that it is genuine and not obvious, provides the owner with competitive or economic advantage and has value, and is reasonably protected against disclosure. So some examples of trade secrets include recipes, business methods, strategies, tactics, and other pieces of information that gives the business a competitive advantage. So maybe it's the way you do your intake. Maybe it's the method that you deliver the workout program. Maybe it is the salsa recipe that you use, right? Anything that is a secret or the proprietary information of your business that brings you value. That's an important piece to be able to protect, to bring you value. So that's important. So it's just a general recap or quick recap. The four different types of IP law that I just covered for you today are copyrights, trademarks, patents, and trade secrets. So now that you know, generally speaking, what they are, I'm going to tell you why it's so important to think about protecting your intellectual property. And I want to tell you I don't think that you can protect your intellectual property too early once it's been developed, but I think you can certainly protect it too late. So maybe you're first to market with something, you're not really sure that there's any competition, and then you wait two or three years and now somebody else is doing something similar or has a similar name in the same market, and uh, now it's too late for you to protect that logo or that trade name. So don't wait too long, but just know that Protecting your IP is very important for your business and the success of your business. So why are we going to be even talking about this? What does it do? Well, one, it helps you protect your ideas in your business and not just the idea itself, but how you implement that idea and how you move forward. So when you are innovating, let me tell you, I think a lot of people think that business should stay the same. And one of the biggest misnomers that I am aware of as an entrepreneur, especially me when I first started out, I felt like if I changed directions, if I refined and reiterated, and maybe it wasn't exactly like it was when I started out, that oftentimes felt like failure. But businesses adjust, they grow. We humans adjust, we grow, we don't stay the same. So our businesses that are a reflection of us are not going to stay the same either. So when you protect your intellectual property along the way, you give yourself the freedom and the space to innovate, to grow, develop, while protecting what you've already done that will give you the basis for what you plan to do in the future. So that leads right into number two, it protects your business growth. It blocks your competitors 
from doing the exact same thing that you're doing, from using the exact same methods, the same logo, the same color scheme, the same recipe, the same delivery, the same closing conversation, right? It protects your business from your competitors because nobody can do it exactly like you are planning to do it or like you are doing it. So think about that. And also we talk a lot about as an attorney, I'm trained for years to think about all the things that could go wrong and to protect you from the worst case scenario. But I'm going to flip the script right here. The third thing you should think about in terms of why it's important to protect your IP is to think about your avenues of business growth for revenue. So one of the things you can do with intellectual property is you can license it. You have a recipe that you love. You have a formula that has brought you success in your business and some other business wants to uh, use it. Maybe, I don't know, maybe a, a retirement home wants to sell your cookies, but they don't want to buy them from you. They want to just get the recipe so they can make them at the home and they're just planning to give them to the residents. They're not selling them anyplace else. You can license your recipe. You could license your particular method of coaching. You could license your workouts. You could license the music that you create for use. Even the podcast music that I have on this podcast, I am licensing that from the creator. Shout out to Bosco Conti. He's an awesome, awesome producer, also from Portland, Oregon. Shout out to P.O. But he is allowing me to use that music on my podcast, and I have a license to use it because he is still the owner of it. So he's made money for me and whoever else he chooses to license the music to, but he retains ownership of it so that he can continue to make money off of the same piece of content. The other thing I want you to think about, depending on what kind of business you have, is certification. Maybe you are a health coach. Maybe you are a fitness coach. Maybe you are a business coach and you want to train other people to use your particular method because it has been successful for you. But you don't want to just give it away. You don't want to just have people pay you one time for the information and then run. You want to have people go through a certification process and then pay a licensing fee to use the method that you have created so they can find success and results in their own business. So you have taken one piece of content or however many pieces that are into this package, right? And then you are licensing it, you're protecting it legally. So you retain ownership rights to it. You're telling the world that this is your piece of content. Then you can create a license so you can sell it to different people. And that could be a renewable license. Maybe every year, every two years, every five years, every 10 years, people need to pay you again for access. That's exactly what we do nowadays with Microsoft Word or with Adobe. Remember when, do y'all remember CD-ROM or floppy disk? Do you remember floppy disk, right? You used to just buy the disk, you used to buy the software, plug it in, and you could use it for as long as you had the disk. Now with technology changing, they're all web-based, or I think SaaS, software as a service, right? They're SaaS programs. And every year we have to pay that licensing fee to be able to access Microsoft Word or Adobe or even Google storage at this point, right? We're paying a licensing fee to access the space. So that is another way to take something that you were already doing in your business and to generate more revenue from it. 
it counts as an asset in your business when you're doing the valuation. So if you have a business partner and let's say your partner wants out or maybe you want out and you have to figure out what is the value, what is the cost, what is the price of your ownership interest, when you have protected intellectual property, especially when it's generating revenue for you, that has a value that gets incorporated into the value of your business as a whole. In addition, if you're thinking about bringing on new members to your LLC or new owners for your business, you can say, hey, look, I already own this intellectual property, and so my share is this much. What are you bringing to the table? And you can use that as negotiation or as a negotiation tool to value your company. I've also seen people use intellectual property as collateral for a loan. So oftentimes, especially if you're self-funding for your business, sometimes you'll put your house up as collateral. I don't necessarily recommend it, but to each his, her, or their own, right? But you can use your intellectual property as collateral. So, hey, bank, if I default, I will give you the ownership of this particular recipe that has generated hundreds of thousands of dollars for me in revenue year over year, now you will own it and you will get the benefits of that. So it just gives you more opportunity to use the stuff that you have already created or will already create in your business to make more money. And that's the goal. We're in business because we love business. We love the thing. We're passionate about the thing, the service or the product that we're creating. But I really want us to be savvy business owners so we understand one, what the value is that we're creating, and two, know how to get some money out of that value, out of that killer product or service that we are offering. So the last thing before I get out of here and wrap up for you is what to do next. So my suggestion is to make a list of all of the intellectual property that you think you have in your business. What are the strategies, the methods, the workbooks, the recipes, the sales sequence, the anything that you have written down that you use as proprietary information in your business. What makes your business your business? Not just a business, but what makes it yours? Make a list of the intellectual property that you have and why is it important to your business and how is it being used? This is just going to be an internal document for you that will then help you do the next step, which is reach out to an intellectual property attorney, have a conversation with them, tell them what kind of IP you have, and they can help you develop a strategy to protect your intellectual property so that you can make passive income, residual income into the future. Hardest part of the job is just getting started. But once you have the content, I want you to be smart about how you use it so it will benefit you for years upon years upon years to come. Don't skip the part about talking to an attorney. Do some research on your own, but the attorney will not just explain things in more depth, but the strategy piece of it is important. Oftentimes, I find that when people go about starting a business on their own or filing for their trademark on their own, they don't have the global picture because you haven't been trained in how to do that yet. Whereas the attorneys who are experts in this area, they've been trained in the global picture. So maybe it's not just the trademark you should file at once, but maybe it's the trademark and the copyright you should do together. And you need to go to an expert who can help you figure out what is the best way to protect your business, but not just for protection, but to also grow your business and increase your revenue. So stay tuned. We've got a few more episodes coming up. The next one will be IP or LLC. Which one do you do first? So do you file for your intellectual property first or do you get your LLC first or corporation? So that's the next episode we have coming up in this series about intellectual property. 
reach out to me. Let me know what your questions are. And yeah, let's go be great, y'all. Ciao. If you want to learn more about how you can build a business and leave a legacy, check out our online community where we dive deeper into these concepts. And I literally pull back the curtain to show you how I help entrepreneurs just like you build a sustainable business that leads to financial freedom. You can find out more at the WilkersonLawOffice.com. Hey family, I am so thankful that you are here listening to Transcend the Podcast. And I just want to make sure you know the best way to stay in contact with me. And that's through joining my email newsletter. So please head on over to the wilkersonlawoffice.com slash newsletter and join the list. I will tell you everything over there from what my offerings are to bits and pieces of information about how to grow and scale your business to self-coaching all the way to giving you updates on what the new podcast episode is. So don't hesitate. Go do it now. The wilkersonlawoffice.com slash newsletter. Thanks.